Hi, this is Sam. And this is Anuel. And this is Murderous Intention. Welcome back to another week of Motorous Intention, where we give our opinions and details on crazy things that has happened in this world. Yeah, exactly. By the way, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. New Year. Brand New Year. So, what is your New Year's Oh, sorry. I don't have one yet. I have a lot of goals, but I don't... I'm, I'm, I really don't believe in resolutions because they, well, at least for me, they don't work out. So, but many goals. I have what I call projects. Yeah. Um, because sense. I feel like when you say resolution, it's like, okay, I have to get it done. A project can take right. more time. So it gives you that right. opportunity to say, okay, Projects are meant to fail, meant to be like, okay, I fell with that. Let me try it again, but in a different method. So that's right. my spin to the whole resolution is call it projects. Yeah. Uh, so right now, my... Because... Go ahead. Okay. The, the resolution is the end. You, The word resolution is to resolve or get you resolve whatever the project was or whatever. So it's never talking about the journey is just like, oh, I did this. Okay, so, and what did you learn from that? I don't remember. I just know I got that. I just, I did that. You know, like, nobody spends enough time enjoying it, you know. True. I so, what's your projects? Um, so, one is me. It's just for once to just work on me and just solely focus myself i know some people say oh well that's a little selfish but if you know who i am and how i am i don't really think much about myself and i need to start doing that it's, it's selfish if you say my my project or my, my new year's resolution is to work on me every year and you still haven't figured you out that's selfish but when you spend the last 30 whatever years Thinking about everybody else and not yourself, that's a great project. Yeah. You know. Most of so. Um, And then just like working on um, getting some of our inner internal projects of the house done. So those are just two things that is like really on my list. So that way yeah. it creates it creates a better environment for both. Family and right. myself yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure. So, yep. you have a case today. I do. I have a... Okay, so I'm going to give you a little backstory on this case. Um, I first learned from the, about this case from a podcast that's not nothing to do with um, true crime or anything like that. It's called The Pivot. And it's um, three former football, NFL football players that sit down and they talk to friends and associates and stuff like that, not only within the football community, but all, all sports in general. 
anyway, one of the, um, I would say the major, one of the principal, he's the host, but it's kind of, he gets the most notoriety to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's like the more famous of them, to say it that way. Yeah. Um, so, one of the victims that did not die, one of the survivors, um, is like his godson, nephew, but not real, like, not in the full sense of the word. So, that's it's not, he, his brother and him and him don't have no relation, but this young man hang, hung out with his son throughout elementary, middle school, high school. He was a little bit older than him, than his son. So he graduated already and his son, he, he graduated two years before his son. So they're really close enough. Anyway, so I, I, he, the young man that survived this went on the Pivot Podcast and started selling his story. So I'm like, I, besides hearing, you know, all the other stuff, oh, you know, another shooting, another school shooting, even though it's not, this is not like the normal school shooting. It, nobody goes into schools and starts shooting. But it's still called the University of Virginia shooting. Okay, so what, what happened? Okay. So um, I'm going to start talking about the young man. That did this, the suspect. Okay. So Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. allegedly opened fire while on a charter bus that had returned from the University of Virginia, class ship to Washington, D.C., to see a play about Emmett Till on November 13, 2020. Okay. While Jones was not part of the class on African American playwrights, which included five UVA football players, he had been invited to join the trip as he was taking a social justice class taught by the same professor. Okay. So it kind of like, hey, you, you know, I think the professor was trying to help him. You know, like, hey, you might benefit from this trip. Come with us, you know. Yeah. So on the way back, Joe's rode in the back of the bus and did not engage him most of the discussions with others. Um, the first shots were heard at approximately 10:15 p.m. at a parking garage near the University of Virginia Drama Building. All those involved in the shooting on the bus excuse me, all those involved in the shooting were on the bus. Some survivors said that they heard Jones yell, you guys are always messing with me before he opened fire. Um, A a survivor said that the shooting began as they were pulling up to the parking garage. And at first she thought it was a balloon or a bag of chips popping before she smelled smoke and gunpowder and dropped to the floor of the bus. During a low in the shooting, she saw Jones move down the aisle of the bus before leaving the bus. And the gunfire began again. Even during calls to evacuate the bus, some students attempted to give first aid and CPR to victims before the professor evacuated them into the drama building, where several hid in a bathroom and called 911. 
Witnesses reported that the shooting appeared to be targeted, with Joe shooting one of the deceased victims who was asleep. The mother of one of the wounded told reporters that her son had reportedly evacuated from the bus with two students, but was wounded after returning to a tent to help his friends after realizing that one, one else had evacuated. Excuse me, that no one else had evacuated. Wow, I'm sorry. That particular that mother was the mother of the child of the 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 mother of the young man that was speaking to that was on the pivot. Okay. So at around 10:30 p.m., Virginia Cavaliers head of football coach Tony Elliott was called by an injured football player on the bus and notified of what happened along with UVA Police Department, Support Service Bureau, Captain Mike Blakely, and both responded to the scene at the same time. Elliot and Blakely were quickly sent to the hospital before reaching the crime scene, as both of the injured were members of UVA sports team. Multiple others, coaches and athletic administrators joined the two men at the hospital. Excuse me. A shelter-in-place warning was issued on Sunday night and was carried out until 10.33 a.m. Monday. While, shelter, while sheltering, students were sent, were sent the words, run, high, fight, through a cell phone alert system. The shelter-in-place was active for approximately 12 hours during a manhunt for the suspect. Multiple law enforcement agencies worked together during the manhunt. Jones was spotted by a local officer who was on the lookout for a car matching that of the suspect, Jones. Um, Jones was taken into custody at 11.24 a.m. on November 14th in Heracle County. So um, this happened this year. So, and it's a mass shooting. Well, yeah, it was a school shooting. Um, So not all the details are out, Okay. And the child has not finished. Okay, so everything is still on the way and it's still transpiring. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, he, if he said, yeah, always mess with me, my question is, one, it doesn't give anybody the right, you know, to shoot anybody. Right. You know, right. there's other methods to yeah. go about, you know, this whole nonsense, this whole craziness. But... Yeah. Who was he like actually addressing? I think it was I think it was the football team as a whole. Oh, okay. From 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 what I read and heard, um, it was to the football team as a whole, and they kind of like looked at each other like they didn't know him. You understand? Yeah. So when he said that, they're like, what are you talking about? You know, like, but apparently he felt some type of way about it. Well, so if I'm... Maybe one of them. Mm -hmm. So what I've also learned is sometimes a lot of the guys, the jocks, and it's it's not, I'm not victim blaming. Yeah. But I do I do notice this in a lot of our cases where a lot of the jar the jocks 
will go and do something to somebody. But mm-hmm. because they bought, they bully so many different people, yeah. they don't care to know who they're actually bothering. You know, right. it's just like, okay, well, you look different to me. I'm going to pick on you. We're going to pick on you as a group. And that's how they go. But yet, yeah. these individuals, they, because they're being bullied constantly by this by this group, they initially will go and try to rem- remember who it is. Want to try to stay out of, the, out of that person's view to avoid any more of it. And then, it's also knowing the fact that this is the person who is constantly targeting me. And once again, yeah. I'm not justifying his act because there's no possible yeah. justification to do that. Correct. You know? Right. Like, yeah, and I you want to do a one-on-one fight, fine, be it. No. But when you bring a gun to a no fight, you know, no. There's yeah. no... And then, like, and I'm trying not to, like I normally do, basically curse out the person that did it because you know it's as much as you want to do that and ask the you know the question why and all that we don't know a hundred percent like if he would have said the reason I did this is because a b c d e you know like gave reason as of yet I have not found any him, you know, the police even asked him why. Yeah, he had his first child, which you know is preliminary and is yeah. you know nothing really major to it. Um, so I don't think that investigation has gone that far yet. Yeah, or at least he's not saying why, as of yet. Right. Yeah. So maybe later on he'll probably end up saying want He might want to take the the stand or. They might slip out of like what could have been the reasonings for this. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that definitely one of it is going to be the bullying scenario, which a lot of our our shooters, um, unfortunately, were victims of being bullied or something in that nature. Um, yeah. Which is a sad part. That that is, yeah. you know, we're trying to go and do gun control and prevent mass shootings but we're not also concentrating on the how is everything starting what is making these especially these younger kids say i gotta if you're not helping me i'm gonna take control of this and i'm gonna fix it you know and nowadays kids go according to what they see in the tv and you know movies games and it's like Shoot or be shot, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Not saying that it's, you know, what we watch is fault, but they, if, how to put it? If people, if kids are going to what is supposed to be like counselors, principals, whatever the case may be, saying, listen, I'm having an issue with this person or this group. And nothing's right. being done, and it continues, and it continues. The kid is is gonna end up saying, "Hey, no one is backing me up. No one is looking out for my protection." But everybody is like right. saying it's okay for him to do what he's doing, you know. We also, yeah, we also gotta remember that um, 
there was supposed there's five of them that were shot. Three of them died. They were all football, UVA. About most of them were about to go to the NFL. Wow. So even if let's say all five of them, and I'm just putting my let's suppose hat on, um, were bullying him. Well, they're you know they they've been great students. They you know they they played great football. They've been winning this game, and they're about to go to the NFL. Whatever you know. Okay, yeah, we'll deal with it later. Which means they were never going to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. So, but again, we don't we don't know the full story quite yet. Okay, so we definitely are going to so, do uh, follow a follow up on this, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. As soon as I know more. Now, yeah. do we know what so, this um, know kid was going to study to be? What kid? The one who did the... Uh, uh, no, Christopher, I the only thing I know is that he was he took a class with um, the professor on African studies, I think it was. Mm. Yeah. Now, so, what did the survivor say on that other podcast? It was it was a long podcast, so I'll tell you a little bit of what happened. Okay. So, um, so the deceased victims are Devin Chandler, a junior from Huntsville, North Carolina, Deshaun Perry, a junior from Miami, Florida, and Lavelle Davis Jr., a junior from Dorchester, South Carolina, all members of the UVA football team. Um, two other UVA students were wounded and hospitalized in moderate condition, including another football player for the university. Um, the, the, when, this, when this news broke out, let me say it this way. When the news broke out, everybody was talking about the UVA football players and just kind of labeling them as just football players. Not, of course, not really knowing how much more they had, you know, like entrepreneurs, they were, they, uh, there was one, there was an artist, there was a, a band member, like he played guitar and, you know, like he wanted to do that if, if football fell through. So, you know, I just mm -hmm. want to bring that up because everybody's just talking about the football. And they just, you know, it's like, me and you do podcasts. We're not just podcasters. We do so many other things. Yes. You understand? Oh, okay. Um, so, the person that um, I was talking to you before about was Mike Hollis. Um, Mike Hollis, this, this kid is amazing from what I read, um, heard on the podcast. Um, the pivot podcast again. I will make sure to link it so people can see it. I have the link for that. Um, he um, he ran back onto the bus mm -hmm. twice. Twice. Very hard. Yeah. Um, and every time, and both times he went back, it was I need to make sure my boys are right, my friends are right, you know. And so the other part is that he just, he recently learned of their deaths. 
because he was in the hospital um, for two weeks. And this has been 40-ish days now. So okay. he's been most of it in the hospital. Um, doctors, of course, advised his mother not to tell her son about the death of his teammates because they wanted to keep his vitals stable heading into the second surgery. He had two surgeries. Okay. The reason he had two surgeries, when he first ran in and saw that the, the let me let me go back a little bit. His friend Deshaun Perry. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive it's Deshaun Perry. Um, was telling him, "Hey, you need to come. You know, come in the ship with me. You know, it's gonna be cool. You know, to, you know, to see the play of Emmett Till. And, you know, like kept pushing him. Yeah. So, and he said, "Nah, I'm not interested." Blah 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 blah. So when he finally decided, like, okay, I want to go to play. I want to go. Um, the the trip was booked. Uh, maybe a week or a couple of days before somebody dropped out. They couldn't go. Something happened. They had a major test, blah, blah, blah. They couldn't go. So he filled the spot quick. Okay. He said on this podcast that that trip and being with his boys, because they all, all these four people especially, all hung out all the time. Um, Deshaun and him were stayed up to two, three o'clock in the morning, talking about their dreams and what they want to become, and all this. You know, so um, he kept saying that the best thing I've ever done is go on this trip with them. Like we've had the best time. It was such a wonderful day. I can't believe how great the, you know, so yeah. on and so forth. So then, for this to happen, once they're Basically home. Okay. Um, yeah. So it says, yeah. So um, Hollins was especially close to Perry, who convinced him to go to the show. Okay. Um, on the night of the shooting, Hollins told his mother he thought balloons were popping until he realized a student had a gun. Mike Hollins was one of the first people off the bus, but he said, only two others followed him. He directed his students to keep running and went back on the bus to help others. Mike Hollins um, then came face to face with the shooter, 22 year old Christopher Darnell Jones Jr., who he said pointed a handgun at him. This, this young man saw him, saw, looked at his eye, dropped everything, bag, like he, he, I guess he was like a sprinter or running back or something, because mm-hmm. he took off his wallet. He took he took off his shoes, gone. Right. Of course, he didn't. You know, he just going in a straight line. He was shot in the back while trying to run. The bullet exited his stomach. Oh. Okay. Another um. Another, um, so he, when he ran, he, he didn't know he was actually shot because he was just running. And he was on adrenaline. Yeah. He went up to this garage, like this, um, parking garage to the second floor. He looked back, the guy wasn't following him. So he was like, good. He came back down and the first person he saw 
was a uh, med student who passed him up and told him, listen, you need to go to the hospital. He said, yeah, I will. I just need to go check on my boys real quick and then I'll go to the hospital. That's when he went back the second time. My whole thing is, when I was hearing this podcast, what kind of heavenly power makes sure that a med student is downstairs to be able to patch him up? He he saw the bullet hanging out of his stomach, knew he was kind of in trouble, and like, you was you would, any other any other student would be there, but you won't think a med student would be there, and the, where in this parking garage. So, That's a godsend. Right, exactly. That's what I thought. And then he's like, "Okay, I'm passed up. I'm good. Let me go check on my boys, and then I go to house." He knew he was like, you know, like in trouble already because once you, he knew he got shot in the back because the med student told him. Mm-hmm. But then when he saw that it, he had a bullet coming out of his stomach, he's like, oh, you know, they could have had an organ, blah, blah, blah. You know, so. A witness told police the gunman targeted specific victims shooting as he slept. A prosecutor said in court Wednesday during Jones' first court appearance, authorities have not addressed a possible, a possible motive and neither Jones nor his attorney addressed the charges in court. So, which I'm still kind of, why didn't they adjust the, the motive? But, you know, everybody knew it's him. Okay, continuing on to the aftermath. Classes of UVA students were canceled on Monday and Tuesday, with students returning to class on Wednesday but all work was non-graded for the rest of the week. Classes were also canceled for students in Charlottesville City Public Schools and Albemarle County Public Schools. A hotline was set up by the university for families and students for, uh, for any potential questions and information about the shooting. A vigil for the victims was um, held the day after the shooting with candles placed around the statue of Homer on campus with signs affecting the phrase UBA strong and the uniform numbers of the deceased players. 1 1541. Mm-hmm. A joint memorial service was held for the three deceased victims on November 19th, with just over 9,000 people in attendance to celebrate the life of the victims. Celebrities attended and performed in the service, such as Franco Mendehall, ACC. Commissioner Jim Phillips, um, past Cavalier players, including Chris Long and Heath Miller, and gospel singer C.C. Wyatt. Before the, service, uh, before the service, Elliot and the football team held a senior day to one of the victims and 33 additional senior players. The Virginia Cavaliers men's basketball game scheduled for November 14th against Northern Iowa was later canceled, normal stuff, um, the home season finale of the Cavaliers football team against Coastal Carolina scheduled for November 19th, and, and the regular season finale against uh, Virginia Tech scheduled for November 26th were also canceled. Again, regular stuff. Um, here's a little information about the accused. 
Police as much information as you can get. Yeah. Um, Christopher Daniel Jones Jr., age 26, was identified as the alleged perpetrator. Born in Petersburg, Virginia, he attended eighth grade at John Ralph Middle School. He spent his first three years of high school at Barnier High School, where he played for the football team and was an honorable mention all-conference as a freshman and second team as a sophomore and junior. In Varina, Harenko County, Virginia, he then attended Pittsburgh, Petersburg High School, excuse me, for his senior year, where he was an honorable mention all-conference as a senior. So he played football. Okay. I wonder if he was, what's the word? Didn't make the team. That, that, I don't know why that's ringing in my ear right now. Um, during his high school years, he was named student of the year twice and was a member of the National Honor Society and National Technical Honor Society, president of the Key, Key Club and president of the Jobs for Virginia grad, um, grads program. Jones is a former walk-on UVA football player. He was a member of the team for one season as a freshman in 2008, but did not play any games. Yeah, that's what happened. Okay. He had been investigated with um, regard to alleged on-campus hazing in the past. Wait. Uh, I'm going to repeat that. He had been investigated with regard to alleged on-campus hazing in the past. So he's more of the the bully than... Right. So, okay, that just, uh, right. that, that just turns things all around. That's why I stopped. I'm like, wait, he was investigated. Not that he said, you know, like, yeah. Not that he initiated the investigation on a hazing... Right. That was done against him. Right. He was. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Relatives of Jones said that he had been hazed while at UVA. Now I'm confused. He had been investigated with regard to alleged on campus hazing in the past. Unless they meant to say that he was the reason why the, there was. Right. Because the way they, they the way it's phrased is he had been investigated. So that means he was the perpetrator. And now his friend and now his relatives are saying that he had been hazed while at UVA, which kind of makes more sense with why he would go on this shooting test. Okay. And a source who knows Joe said that he had been bullied at UVA and it was bad. That investigation was ended because witnesses were not cooperate. Well, of course. It's the football team. Like we said earlier. Right. Um, Jones was under investigation in September 2022 over concerns that he owned a gun. After someone who does not attend or work for the university reported that Jones had made a comment about having a gun. So the person had never seen it. The UVA Office of Student Affairs reported that reported the concerns to the multidisciplinary threat assessment team 
and investigators had reached out to Jones. School officials also reached out to his roommate, who stated they had never seen the weapon. Investigators had always learned of an incident involving a concealed weapon violation outside Charlottesville in February 2021. Hmm. So if, if investigators had learned about it, that means that he had a concealed weapon. So I guess he was charged, not, maybe not charged, but um, investigated for a concealed weapon as well. So there was knowledge of a lot of things going down and no one was adding, like, let me start doing some action, not just action towards this kid, but also getting, getting it where he got help, right? But also right. actions towards those who are bullying him or hazing him, you know? Right. And it yeah. just feels like the school didn't do what they needed to do. You know, and that's where sadly a lot of it lies with is that the school's not taking the how I put it. They don't put the work into it. Yeah. You know, and it's not like oh well this was a a free school, you know, so we didn't have yeah. the resources. You're getting tuition from a bunch of people. You're getting sponsors probably, you know, and. Mm -hmm you should have the enough finance to be able to say, okay, we can go ahead and provide the assistance, you know, to go and help and resolve the issues before it escalates to this, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when Christopher, when Christopher Donnell Jones Jr. was arrested in Herico and charged with killing three people and wounding two others, at the University of Virginia, it was not his first run-in with the law. In February 2021, Jones was pulled over for driving an unregistered vehicle. During the traffic stop, police found him in possession of a concealed weapon without a permit. He was arrested and charged with a misdemeanor. So why didn't they take his gun Maybe they didn't. He got another one. But then, so, uh, I don't know. In a way, I feel like we should, they should start passing uh, like a, a law that states that once you get, um, like, um, charges of this type. Yeah. Um, against you, you can no longer have a license to carry, nor can you be able to purchase a gun. Yes. But the then it, 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 it conflicts. The problem with that is that you can always find it and you'll need Off a the street. Yeah. Right. Right. Because the gun that he had. He didn't have, um, it says, in possession of a concealed weapon without a permit. So he didn't have a permit in the first place. And he had a gun. Okay. Um, someone said, I thought he was going to shoot me too. A student on bus tells her story of the UVA shooting. So people were scared of that. But 
with enough he he knew he who, who uh, he knew who he was targeting mm-hmm. and didn't hurt anybody else because usually or in many of these cases they just don't care they're sure you yeah, know they're just spraying spray, yeah right right so during the same stop police reportedly discovered Jones was wanted for outstanding charges in Petersburg where he had graduated high school for a misdemeanor hit and run with property damage and reckless driving. In October 2021, Jones was convicted but received a suspended sentence for those charges. Jones also reported, reportedly received a suspended sentence for an incident that happened in October 2020, excuse me, October 2020. Um, on Monday, November 14, following Jones' arrest, University Police Chief Timothy Long Sr. said that the school's threat assessment team was notified that Jones said he owned a gun in September 2022. UVA police conducted an investigation but did not turn up any threats. In that same Monday morning press conference, Longo said, Jones was also involved in a previous hazing investigation, although Longo said he did not know the facts and circumstances of that case. The hazing investigation was reportedly closed after witnesses would not cooperate. Longo also said, but the probe led the university to learn about a concealed weapon violation involving Jones. Um, And then the legal proceedings, Jones was arrested and charged with three counts of second-degree murder and three counts of using a handgun in the commission of a felony. Yeah. State and federal prosecutors pledged support to the local law enforcement community in terms of investigating the incident and trying to um, trying to suspect in the appropriate jurisdiction. Two days after the shooting, prosecutors additionally charged Jones with two counts of malicious wounding each accompanied by the use of a firearm. Jones was denied bond during the first court appearance. So that was all of the court proceedings, unfortunately. Um, I'm just checking something really quick. Oh, gosh, this dude. Yeah, so um, I hate that that we don't have more information, and I and again, unfortunately, with the, with these darn school shootings, something or someone always fails. Sure. They knew that he had a concealed weapon back in September. They knew he was being bullied. They, right, they had right. They were investigating his hazing, and then the cops knew that he had, you know, he had other charges. So I don't know. I'm frustrated. It is. I'm frustrated. Yeah. Okay. But sadly, not everybody works the way we wish they would work. Um, but definitely 
when we get more updates, we can definitely update you guys and let you guys know, you know, yeah. what's the outcome. Um, most likely, he's going to get life. So. I hope. I mean, I, I, I know that he needs help. And some, you know, I mean, I'm Let me say this, sir. I can almost. I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a wild, uh, wild limb here, and say that he has or has had mental issues before. Probably. The hazing doesn't help. I don't understand why we're still hazing in 2022. Just saying. Um. But if he's already had problems with with law enforcement, including owning a gun, whether they took it away or not, I mean, I'm I'm gonna guess that they took it away. I don't I don't know where I don't know of a scenario that they will let him keep it. Yeah. Because he didn't have a permit for the gun. You understand? Yeah. So. And these, at least the three that that succumbed to that came to the injuries, were headed to the NFL draft. Were most likely, you know, I'm not saying they were going to be the number one draft pick or anything, but they were going to the NFL. There was already interest. Um, there was already interest from other, you know, from schools looking at them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then besides that, these three lost their, their dreams and ambitions. I'm going to say because of the hazing and whatever school, you know, stupid school rituals, or maybe it wasn't a school ritual. We never know nowadays. True. Sometimes it's just, you know, you know. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it's just kids being stupid. But um, I will be. I will continue to keep an eye on this case because I'm very interested. Yeah. Um, and I will report back once I know more. Especially, I want to know those charges. Will more be added? And it will he ever? You know, is he actually going to serve? Which we all know. He definitely is going to serve. Life, but is it gonna have parole or not? You know, right? Like, is it is it gonna be life life in prison? You know, um, without the pro- probability of parole, are they gonna try to? You know, we'll we'll, we'll know more as the days and months and years go by. Well, probably not years, hopefully not years, but it's court. You know, you never know. True, especially a high profile case like this one. So. Like, look at the um, Nicholas. His his case just got pulled back, um, and from right, I think they they gave him the guilty. He they found him again guilty, um, but I think they added more stipulation. I gotta go back into it, but even though that they already found him guilty, they brought the case back. You know, yeah. so it can happen, and and it can happen yeah. years later. 
where they bring exactly. they say wait we got, we're gonna go over this and we're gonna charge you with this because we just realized this also can go with that that means that there's probably a new prosecutor that says wait something's not right let me let's recheck this case yeah most likely yeah yeah so um i'm sorry it was a shorter case but i thought it was very interesting and i do highly recommend that podcast which again i'll make sure to um add the link to the um, anchor and all that, wherever you find your uh, podcast, including now Audible, I found out. Yes, Audible and Amazon it. Music. So, I'll make sure that's on there so you guys can look at it if you want to. Okay, well, that's the case. All right, guys. See you guys later. And until next time, have some fun, behave, be right. safe. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. See you next week.